So, <clears throat> I'm really, really enjoying um, being more present lately. And I'll tell you kind of what that looks like a little bit um, here. So, I'm drinking at the moment a like a like an apple cider a very natural kind of more on the more on the uh, savory apple kind of side uh this apple cider hot apple cider tea um it's very one of those real natural teas and i i had to come around to it i got used to it so just enjoying being very present with you. I found these at the bottom of my drawer actually and I was disappointed at first but it's one of those things if you just slowly try something you can come around to it and I haven't came around to these until now. Um, and uh, just had kind of a tip for you, a little life hack. I can't believe how much it fills you up by the way. If you take a couple eggs and you crack them, you can microwave your eggs real quick. Like if you just want a couple of eggs and just to know that you're eating healthy, just to know that you're getting full, just to know that when you're hungry, you can grab something. I almost went for the tortillas, but as far as carbs and all that goes, I'm like, you know what? It'd probably just be healthier and even just easier to get back into um, catching up on a really good podcast and, um, getting back into just having something to eat, um, after a long morning of cleaning. I got up pretty early. It's not even seven yet, but it was really, really worth it to get a lot of the cleaning done and have a little time with you on the podcast here. So, <clears throat> I just have a little more time to myself. I feel a little better if I get up, if I get enough sleep after being active and then, you know, putting clothes away and not letting the late night stop me and that kind of thing. But then uh, kind of getting the clothes out of the dryer, putting them away uh, and then going to sleep so that the energy is burnt off and then being more active in this way. Um. And so just some tips for you guys, if this helps, for those of you who want to know, update, tip, whatever. And so last night, we were all hanging out, as we often do as a cool group. Um, we're pretty cool like that. And um, we were all hanging out um, at the house, at their house. Um and we were playing and i don't know if this was got on recording yet if not we'll definitely do one in the future i'll put one up for you guys but um we were taught if you've heard the specifist podcast um he does singing bowl he plays the singing bowl and he was teaching us how to play it and it balanced my chakras so much to even play the thing in a way that they were balanced once before they were kind of really starting to balance out 
they sort of became imbalanced with a lot of the things going on in life. Um, and that sort of happens. And so we kind of have our own kind of like we had, you know, my daughter was so excited to play it. And we kind of do our thing with spirituality. And um, we're definitely going to get some singing bowls and have like a jamming band and things like that. It's going to be really cool. Um, really excited about that. And it's really good to practice on. But what I noticed is, and it's something that, you know, for your life you can take with you. I was nervous about dropping the thing, right? I was nervous about playing the thing. And it was more about either being nervous that I can't let go and allow the singing bowl to spin in my hand or that I cannot, that I'm going to drop it and it wouldn't have broke because it was carpet. We were all sitting around on the floor in a circle because that's how we are. Um, and so... Able to spread the fingers outwards. Flatten the hand. And just feel the vibration tapping the, the little hammer onto the edge and just allowing yourself to just enjoy and you could take this with you in life again enjoy the vibrations of life enjoy the vibrations of energy enjoy the flow of vibration from just this little tiny singing bowl this little tiny bowl can vibrate like you wouldn't think something like that you I mean it's it's pretty and all that but you just wouldn't think it would like emit such powerful energy and what'll happen is it'll it'll be spinning from this little hammer thing it looks like a it's got a grip on one end kind of like what you would see on a cane or a wheelchair I think of like a wheelchair grip and then the other end is designed to hit and start the bowl spinning Start the bowl vibrating so that it can then emit enough vibration to spin. And it's this little tiny bowl. Like you could never, it's like brass. It's really pretty. You would never want to put it in the microwave. You would never want to eat out of it. <laughs> um, and any of that. And so, really, really cool um experience because it it brought me back into these this full awareness of just enjoying the flow of life and just um being in a chosen state of just letting go i mean there were very high anxiety things going on in life even a year or two ago and i was more balanced in my chakras in this state one or two years ago and it was much harder to deal with life back then. I had a lot going on that we had to really keep on top of constantly. And there was no room to. It was a time where I was sober for a while. Um, before kind of like having something to cope with a little bit. But um, just because of sleep really. A lot of that had to do with sleep. But... Um, you know, that was a brief relapse period that happened like 
off and on for a couple months. And again, all of this for me has been about binging. It has not been about um, necessarily consistent addiction of like every single day you do it until you run completely out. Not necessarily. Um, It's mostly I've always been about binging anytime. Like I can put something down and say, okay, I can slowly withdraw and decide that I don't need it for a while. And then come back, once I come back to something, I'm binging. And so that's kind of my form of it. Um, and it, so it was a brief from like June to November, very off and on, kind of a subtle thing um, and that kind of thing. And so it got things got imbalanced for a while. Um, and I think they finally are getting back to a really good balance. And it is pretty addicting with the singing bowl. Like a fidget spinner can be addicting too, where you're just spinning this little spinner through your fingers. Um, You know, these things are really good for meditating with, for helping and letting others in on your state and kind of connecting together. Um, Because somebody could even spin a fidget spinner and you can be in a state too. Um... But the beauty of the singing bowl is that you can emit this vibration and it's a sound that is the spinning of the the fidget spinner is more of a sensation, whereas the singing bowl is more of a sound with a sensation together. Um, but even a sensation of a fidget spinner, for instance, is really, really, um, you could feel the air, you could hear the, the sound is like just kind of a sound of whatever. But it's more about the sensation of something spinning and going and going and going. And it slows your mind down even hearing it. But the singing bowl. When letting go of the pressure and the need to even play it the right way. And the need to sound good. And the even overall like nervous or shyness that you would get at first with playing in front of anybody really um because you can even get a little shy when you're you know just kind of like not a bad shy but just okay I'm I'm I know I, I know everybody here like I've known everybody for a long long time here for years in fact grew up with everybody here but you could still feel it could be singing playing the piano dancing, speak, whatever it is, you could still feel a little bit like, okay, I am being like watched and all that. And then you get over that part of it and it takes the more turns you take in something like practicing something, go around in a circle. Okay. It's your turn again, right? The shorter amount of times that shyness even will last. So maybe the shyness will last 120 seconds like two minutes and then the shyness will last 100 seconds the second time which is like just under two minutes and then the shyness will last uh 80 seconds which is like um a minute and a half and then the third time the shyness will last 60 seconds which is like a minute and then the fourth time shyness will last like 25 
seconds, which is like a little half a minute, uh, give or take, and then 10 seconds, 5 seconds um, for the next two turns. Uh, coming back around to you in the circle. This could also apply to things if you're in... Um, And I'll get to that in a second. If you're in like a CR, a celebrate recovery setting where you're in a room and you're going around a circle and you're speaking about your current mental story or whatever, um, your life story of what's going on now, your updates, um, even that has its craziness. And honestly, this actually felt a lot more in tune and a lot more in balance. In balance, I mean, um, getting words mixed up here, but a lot more in balance to be in spirit and you know spirituality straight up um with no dogma no having to think about what you believe or being told what to believe even but just this state of connectedness and everybody wanting everybody to succeed and do well and recognizing the uniqueness and differences of all of us at the same time and respecting that. And so that's one of the good things about this work is that when you find, you know, the people that you're you're close to and maybe some of them are in separate groups, like you'll have a group with one person, a group with another person, uh, just because like life and location of people and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and then they're very different in different ways, but not in disagreeable ways and that kind of thing. You'll find the, the, even the respect of individuality is the pretty high standard that not everybody follows. Like your family or your friends are not, most of the time are not going to respect your individuality. So when you find that balance and it actually takes quite a while in relationships and friendships and stuff to find that because maybe the first few years you're all trying to like not even on purpose but you might be trying to change a little bit or change each other or change for them or whatever it is at first like you might not even realize you're even trying to change somebody but you might be trying to get them to believe what you believe or whatever and then you see the uniqueness of somebody or a group of people or each person within and in a group and the group itself collectively. And you see this and you get into a state of like, oh, okay, well, that's why in their life and in their situation, that's why they're not going to see it the way that I do because they experience this and it's complete respect for the experience and the choice based on the experience and things like this and complete understanding, you know, rather than saying, well, they should do this just because I've experienced it. And it's like, but, but they are only going to be gifted when they're experienced or even when they're, when their philosophy is understood, respected, their experience is understood and respected. Um, even if it's just themselves, like we all need our time within ourselves to understand ourselves. And so once we've done this and then we kind of find 
our groups in this way and within our tribe because the tribe could have you know subgroups and whatever um then you can kind of go and respect yourself enough to say okay like I don't have to change my life for anybody I don't have to change my life even for a group or even the closest people in my life because they and then I don't expect them to do that either and we respect each other kind of thing and it's very mutual and um kind of just been listening to podcasts and thinking about this actually reflecting as I'm listening that you know and then we will enjoy our time hanging out on whatsapp on kind of a you know where we're talking and sharing our views and our updates in life and our music and all this kind of stuff um looking forward to getting into playlists and all that kind of stuff but it's um you know and then getting the kind of once you've kind of developed this for a long time with people um they help you in in different ways that you weren't really expecting as well and so but this takes a long time for you to find something like this and it might start out virtually you might find your your people virtually at first that's how I started out I find I found my people virtually like 14 years ago or so and then it it was definitely a growing process that had to happen where I had to understand why um am I like this why um are these people like this different cultures different states and such and um you really get to understand a lot of this And so, you know, talking about this, there are going to be times where you're reading the room, right? You might have one spiritual setting that is a church that you might just kind of find yourself going to to kind of see your people or check something out. Maybe you're seeing your other kind of kind of some people that you are, you know, kind of want to. It's like more of a hangout environment, but it might be a churchy environment at the same time. But it's pretty pretty cool you can kind of laugh and make jokes and you're hanging out with people and it's not so dogmatic that it's a big deal you can definitely do that I've done that in church settings you're literally going there it's like a social social thing there's one they have for our community where you have you go and you have coffee it starts in the fall and ends in the at the end of spring um you know and you go and and you kind of have your coffee and refreshments and your drinks and then you have your um a nice dinner and they send everybody with food and everything it's really really nice um and you can literally joke and play secular music and everything and they don't judge you like it's a really cool um thing that they do like a monthly thing um and if you find yourself in that kind of situation and you find yourself connecting in spirit with Jesus and that that environment things like that you know enjoy that like quit overthinking the is this accurate is this right is this whatever just like if you find yourself enjoying a meditation or enjoying 
um, nature or enjoying somebody talk about chakras or connecting in some kind of way enjoy it like let's just let go and just feel the vibration of life and not worry like are these beliefs true well we all have our own truth and so if you disconnect with something it's not true for you like don't worry about it don't be involved that kind of thing um I myself feel even now closer to God, closer to spirit, closer to deification, the goddess within and that, you know, just from connecting with the singing bowl and being in alignment and things like that, that it, it goes so far beyond that church can't even threaten that anymore. And that's what you got to come to terms with that like a preacher cannot get inside your head and, and literally force you into believing and, you know, hold you down and put a gun to your head and say, you have to believe exactly this, exactly that. And I don't even believe Jesus would have even wanted that. And there's a lot to Jesus that is hidden as well that I'm open to learning about because the there are more than just 66 books in the Bible. There's a lot of lost gospels that are really interesting um, and things like that. And so there's, um, there's a lot to all of this, but you know, if you feel you um, connect with multiple things like let it go and just connect with multiple things and then whatever you disconnect with is not true and there is no measurement to how true something has to be but it's just it is what it is and so I've started to recognize that you can have such a deep spiritual practice and understanding it goes beyond all of this to where you don't need an outside source but you can experience things you can do things you can be in alignment with things in multiple different different groups without even being extreme without even being fundamental if you are like if you find yourself in a church and you're praying and the prayer gets emotional you know feel it it doesn't mean that you're giving up. And this is what I've had to realize. Like, you're not giving up your sense of autonomy. You're not giving up your right to practice meditation or worship different kinds of gods or um, any kind of thing like that. Or even, you're not even giving up your right to open up. But you're also, you know having your your connection to the prayer itself to the practice to the act to the worshiping and in this way you can be you can unlimit yourself you can unstuck yourself 
where you're not stuck to a certain thing. And you're not attached like to anything. You're just connecting in the present moment. And I wanted to do an episode like this. I just didn't know how to exactly do it. Um, and so just to kind of announce to you guys, just to kind of continue the conversation, the productibility stuff. I don't know when that's going to happen, you know, because I had talked about it. I got excited about it. But I don't know when that's actually going to happen. Just because of what we've been talking about and getting into is very, very deep here. And so I'm not going to really force it. It might happen a little more next year um, during the school year. It might feel appropriate. This summer, it doesn't feel right for me anymore to overthink productivity. I definitely are. I'm using, I have a big stack on my home screen with widgets um, I've got Google Drive on my lock screen. I might even just have some fun and change that a little bit with, uh, the moon weather on my lock screen. That's cool. I'll keep that. Um, I've got Apple Notes. I've got Notion. I've got Google Calendar, Google Tasks, um, all this stuff. And I definitely will have my times on Monday mornings and, you know, weekday mornings where I will do my errands with these apps organized life, um, even do like life is our reality stuff somewhat. Um, although I'm using a lot more of WhatsApp and Ferrite, which is the recording, stair recording I'm using now and, and Spotify for podcasters, which I also will definitely record with when I really just want to get an idea out there, a concept out there. When I just want to put stuff out there, I will use Spotify for podcasters. Um, at certain times. And so, that's where we're at. Um, really, really cool. This understanding is like, just let the things that, that, that click, let them click. Let them connect. Let yourself feel as you need to. Don't get attached. Don't walk away, you know, overthinking. You don't have to. Like, hold on to something solid because none of this is actually solid. That's just like attachment and what you put in your mind. And even things like testing out therapy and things like that. I think I'm already kind of doing that, but I've merged the two, mental health and spirituality together. Psychology, of course, is very much connected with all of that. It's all interconnected, but I've realized that even the time studying psychology, doing therapy, all that stuff, it doesn't have to go away, but it's evolved. And that's all it is. And so for those of you who could use a more atheistic approach, see my episode where I go over the questionnaire online that you might consider um, and I, I put my own biases in there a little bit, but what you might consider in um, getting psychiatry help and all that kind of stuff, if that's what you need, because I'm not, again, I've understood, you can understand something at such a nuanced level, why a bunch of church might work for somebody, even if they're in your, in your tribe, 
or in your group. As long as, you know, because people can have a, such deep respect and and all that for you that you're not being converted or forced or, like, judged even. Like, they'll understand why for you all that church isn't going to fit. And you'll understand, like, why for them all that church fits. You know, and then they do other things too, but you come to an understanding once you click with people. Um, and maybe you also understand why for somebody else within your group or tribe or community, um, why they don't need church at all and it doesn't come into their circumstances or life or it's not a part of their daily thing at all or routine. It's not, maybe it's not helped them the way it's helped you. And you kind of understand that without even having to worry about it. Maybe it's something you can kind of enjoy as it comes, but you don't need it. Um, and that's kind of where we're at, honestly. And you start to feel guilty, like your mind wants to tell yourself a story. Well, it, I'm either this spirituality or this spirituality. And that's what a lot of uh, fundamentalist churches will do. And that's bad. Like, that's what I will not go to. And there are churches that are not fundamental, believe it or not. Um, it's not going to relate to you if you don't care. And that's fine. But it is cool to be informed of that, that. And it is cool for me to say, I could sit here and say to you that there are churches I've found. I never realized, you know, I kind of forgot from when I was little. Because my mom never raised me to be fundamentalist. And that was cool. But she always, you know, said, you know, church is always here. We can go. Um, but it's not forced and you're not, you know, it's not hellfire and we're not against LGBT. In fact, you know, we'll be friends with them as, you know, and a family and all that kind of stuff. And so within that, you find yourself in a situation where you don't have to be fundamentalist and you don't even have to label yourself a religion. I'm definitely spiritual, not religious. And so, you know, there's a, a point where you're okay either way. You're like, you're fine, you're balanced, all that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other. And um, enjoy the connection either way in whatever way you connect.